6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Talking about the music that you grew up listening to, likely because your parents were listening to it. They were listening to it. It became, you know, imprinted on your soul and you still listen to it today. I suspect a number of you, for a number of you, it was the Beatles. And I'm wondering if you tuned in to watch part one of the Beatles Get Back last night. It was released on Disney+. Plus. It's directed by Peter Jackson and takes audiences back in time to the band's most intimate recording sessions. The best bit of us always has been and always will be is when we're backs against the wall. All we've got is us. What do you think? When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me. Oh, yeah. The documentary was made from over 60 hours of unseen footage from January 1969 and more than 150 hours of unheard audio. Our final guest this afternoon has been counting down the days till this hit his TV. Eric Elper is a music commentator, publicist as well. He joins me this afternoon. Eric, I know you're a huge Beatles fan. This is a big deal for you. Where's the other 60 hours on my computer? <laughs> I, oh, I, I've waited 40 years to change the history of what I thought my entire life, that this was the most depressing, angry, sad breakup of all time. Now I find out that that wasn't the case. I want all 60 hours of gloriousness <laughs> on my computer. This, this is so bizarre, you know, because even Paul McCartney when asked in interviews for the last, oh, five decades, were essentially saying that, you know, it was never, they all knew that the end was near Mm -hmm. for the band and that people had gone and broken up and left and come back and Yoko Ono was the reason for all of this. And it turned out that, like, none of that really was true. They were just four guys trying to get back into playing music and it just kind of changes what we thought the greatest band in history how it really ended and it turns out that thanks to peter jackson we now have new light on on what you know not necessarily why it ended because it just ended yeah i was going to ask you you know i mean actually got to the point yeah we've heard so many things you know yoko ono being blamed for so much i'm just wondering you know it might change the perspective of the angry players although you know a couple of them had quit during all of this and then came back um but you know is it just was it just the end i mean does it just happen that okay there's no real reason except for it ran its course (laughs) yeah you you know if you talk to any band who is split up they'll always say years later all we should have gotten was a break from each other (laughs) you know because back then in like 1964 they were having six number one straight hits. People yeah. were still asking Ringo what he's going to do next year when this is all over. Uh, you know, nobody was expecting music, and especially bands. I mean, they were a boy band that just happened to play instruments, but they were 
nobody expected them or Herman's Hermits or the Rolling Stones to last longer than a year. Rock and roll was a fad. So they were kind of breaking down doors all at once. And when you spend six years of your life nonstop in the way that you do, you know, it's one thing to be in the Rolling Stones. It's another to be like Jimi Hendrix by yourself or anybody. It's another thing to have been in the Beatles. And I think just the weight of everything literally just crushed them. Um, you know, getting married, finding new partners, mm. having different things that you wanted to do. It just runs a course after a while. So this covers the making of, I think it's the 1970 album, Let It Be. And yeah. it originally had the working title of uh, Get Back. It draws material originally captured from another documentary uh, of the album. Um, you know, Peter Jackson is known for his, <laughs> his trilogies. I have read, and I haven't watched the first one yet. It is on my to-do list. Uh, but I have read that it is... Uh, rather cumbersome and, and slow moving but you know the second and third pieces of it are much better giving us a little bit more of a, of a perspective to it what you know how, what are your thoughts so far um well i hope it picks up when the hobbits appear because <laughs> knowing peter jackson it should be any moment no no I, i've actually seen the entire six hours one um the the ability for for people to kind of wait or you know, wait till the second and the, and the third one. Once they start getting the impression that something is actually happening, mm. um, it kind of picks up a little bit. But I guess it all depends on, on what kind of a person you are. If you love the fact that you're watching, you're watching them in as close to your brain cells as you're ever going to be with the Beatles. And I think that, that was the initial shock of it is that's them it's not reading about them or re watching Paul McCartney in the 1000th interview reminiscing about those days this is actually happening you know really on my computer screen so it does pick up um, the third episode is going to be the full 42-minute yes. version of the famous rooftop concert, mm -hmm. which is just a delight to see. Tell me about um, what we learn about that relationship or any maybe change in perspective about the relationship between um, uh, Paul and John. It, the arguments were real. I, I, I think John was always, you know, that that bitter guy who just wanted to give the finger at the entire world based on what had happened with him with with his mother um, passing away at a very early age. Mm -hmm. And same thing with Paul McCartney. You know, I think that, that was the biggest bond that they had was that they both lost their mother figure at such a very early age. And at the at the peak of their of their bitterness towards one another and their anger and John telling Paul that his songs stink and Paul telling everybody else how they should be performing his songs. At the end of it all, I think that they can just look at one another and John could, you know, put down his round glasses and say it's only me it's i it's just me mm -hmm. i'm just the way that it is and i think that there's a couple of moments where they both got to look at each other and say you know let's just get through this we know that we can write songs we know that we're in the beatles um and the relationship you know was definitely strained but it, it had nothing to do with Yoko. Yoko was just there at the right time, at the right moment, to spark John Lennon's yeah. creativity in a whole new way. She just Linda did. Eric, uh, I have to ask you, I mean, I think we're around the same age, and I didn't really grow up. 29. 29, that's right. So we definitely <laughs> didn't grow up listening to the Beatles as it was uh, yeah. unfolding on our, on our radios or our, or our vinyl. What was it for you? Where did, where did your love of the Beatles come from?
Um, it was it was first looking at Sergeant Pepper and seeing it as like the most bizarre piece of artwork I've ever seen in my whole <laughs> life as an eight-year-old, um, and then listening to the whole album, and then literally hiding in the closet during a day in the life because that song absolutely freaked me out. Um, <laughs> but it, it was it. it you know, in reading about them in the thousands and thousands of hours that I spent talking about them and studying them and doing reports on them, it, it really it really just proved the existence of God in my universe of like this was the church of rock and roll. Somehow these four people managed to find one another and created the best music that I think has ever been heard this century and last century. And the reason why we keep coming back to it is just because it's so good. You know, there's a reason why like 190 of the 216 songs have the word I, you, me in it. Mm. It's just, it's, they were just able to just spark that human relation in all of us and still manage to be so ahead of it. There are still songwriters that are 16 years old right now in Alberta that is learning how to play guitar based on the Beatles music. And that's just amazing. And that's the best thing that's going to come out of this is after you and I take a look at mm-hmm. this and we discuss it, there's going to be some snot nosed 17 yeah. year old that's <laughs> listening to Helter Skelter for the first time yeah. going, I want to make this loud. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I live with one of those kids because when he was learning playing <laughs> guitar, it was Blackbird, right? He was, that was, yeah. you know, and, and the first time he sang it to, to us, it was like, wow. I mean, that's just beautiful. And it was amazing. Eric, we'll leave it there this afternoon. I love you. The greatest rock and roll band of all time, do you think? Well, there's there's not even a second and third place. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Have a great weekend, my friend. We'll talk again soon. Thanks so much for having me. I'll talk later. Take care. The Beatles' Get Back has been released on Disney+. Plus.